This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And normally, we're in West London, but we're not in West London this time. We're not, the, the, we're not at the pubs that we're normally in West London, or North London, or East London, or Central London, because we've decided to come up to the West Midlands to do our podcast this week, because we know the West Midlands is ten times better than West London. <laughs> well, that's what we've been told. And listen, this is what we know. If this information's been told, we have to believe it, do we not? So we're in the West Linders now, which is absolutely and totally 10 times better. And we decided to go on our own little pub tour. So we're actually going to do a pub tour within the podcast. We're at this pub, which is very, very Egyptian. It's called the Bacchus Bar. It's just out of a New Street station. And we walked in and we thought, you know, we saw Cleopatra. She greeted us like, you know, we saw a couple of Egyptians. We saw a couple of pharaohs. Like there's behind the bar, there's all sorts of statues taking place. You know, everyone's even drinking Egyptian cocktails and beers. I mean, this is some sort of kind of, what, what, what is this kind of juice that you're drinking? I don't know, but they're in for me. Infamy. Okay, infamy. Infamy indeed, like, you know. And also, I've got a plethora of characters here. There are so many characters here that I can't even count. I can't even go through. But what we're going to do is that we're going to talk on this 10 times better podcast today. Because what I need to know, I'm Billy Grant, and I'm here in the West Indies. I'm very happy to be in the West Indies. We're, play, we're playing Birmingham City later. So this podcast might seem a little bit all over the place, because we're talking before the game, we'll be talking after the game, we'll be talking in the middle of the game. But what's more important, as we know... There are certain things in the West Midlands that are ten times better than they are at Brentford, and I need to know if the characters are here. Is there anything that you thought was good, but then you found out later was ten times better than you thought it was originally? We got the Liberal Nick. Yeah, ten times better was the tractor, my ride-on tractor. Ten times better. It cuts the grass. Not ten, but twenty times better. And Harley is very welcome to come and mow my lawn any day of the week on my ten times better tractor. Excellent, excellent. So we've got a 10 times better track. So we've got the Ristic, the Ristic. Tell you something, was there anything which was 10 times better than you thought it was originally? 
The Romans, Bill. You've said the Egyptians already today, but I think the Romans were ten times better. Better than who? Better than the Egyptians. They were creators of modern civilization, as far as I'm concerned. There you go. Ten times better. We have the Street Boy B. Street Boy B, tell you something. I mean, I'm not asking you because, you, you know, you, you're a man of the world. You're a worldly man. But is there anything which is ten times better than you thought it was originally? Halloween. Oh, tell me why. My kids were a bit too young to really get into it before. Bit too young to get into all the trick or treating and that, but this year was the first time that we've taken them proper trick or treating. They got into it big time. We had a proper laugh last night. We now have a house full of treats. Indeed. So Halloween has gone up in the world ten times better. We got Robin the Bee. Robin the Bee. Is there anything that you thought was ten times better? Yes, it's a restaurant called the Waterside Inn in Bray. So like we've been there a few times before, but the last time we went a couple of months ago. Uh, it was really special like, so with all the family there and everything so I, I thought that was ten times a better trip so listen you're very happy you had a culinary delight which is all good so listen anybody else ten times better the soups well I just started taking cod liver oil in liquid form and I thought <laughs> <laughs> random this is why it's random yeah it's very good like that and um, I thought yeah it's pretty horrible but I'll have a little chocolate minstrel you know a little chocolate one with a shell have one of them afterwards end up having ten it was ten times better than having one there you go. <laughs> so listen on the medicinal sides here we got the soups who's come up some absolute gem cod liver oil with a bit of minstrels is ten times better than just cod liver oil anybody else here anybody else here? Oh, there we are we got the rusty bee the rusty bee well, my wife is ten times better. She never used to let me go on these away days. So I think I, I don't know if she, I don't know if she's got any better. Or she just doesn't love me anymore. Probably the latter. So the Rusty B has got a marital situation here, which has gone, which has gone up in the world, and he thinks it's absolutely and totally ten times better than anything else that he's had recently because she's actually letting him go on away days. And I must admit, I haven't seen you on too many away days recently, the Rusty B. And it's for two years yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it's very good to have you yeah, yeah, yeah. we got we got the cabbie the cabbie listen we got the cabbie listen anything ten, I mean listen you must have some stories being a cabbie you must have some stories maybe your customers are ten times better than they were you know when, when Uber was still around and not, is it well there you go no, I was going to say uh, train train ticket prices to Cardiff ten times oh no sorry I've got it wrong that's ten times more expensive sorry Sorry, he's got it. Listen, that's right, cab. That's right. Listen, don't just listen. We won't talk about cab fares as well being ten times more expensive. But anyway, we'll we'll come back on that one. (laughs) We're not allowed to talk about that. Anybody else on the ten times better node here? I do. We're just warming up here. We're just warming up here in the backers bar. But listen, I'm Billy Grant there, and tell you something. I have had an absolutely teething tremendous weekend. We went to Preston on Saturday. We went up on the train. Went very early. We were met off the train by socially sad who took us to a posh breakfast then we met the characters the John character one character two all sorts of characters they met us in the bar and we had a brilliant time then we went to the game and we were singing and we carried on singing we sang a little bit more and there was goals that went in and brilliant and even Harley Dean had a new song everyone was singing that which you'll probably hear a little bit later on this podcast and everyone sang a little bit more then we won and we sang even more we went back to the pub and we drank more and then we went home and we were very happy indeed but you don't want to hear my story. You want to hear the story of the fans who went to the game in the pub, the Brentford fans and the Preston fans, and what they had to say about us beating Preston 3-2. Tremendous result after the game. 
two games on a shot, we've shown true spirit. You know, they came back at us, we just kept going. And I have to say, the boys, the fans today were the 12th men, they kept them, get the, the team going. And they looked at us when they scored to let us know that. And as a fan, you got to appreciate it. I know you've said it on the podcast, but it's one of the away games everyone has to come to. It's been a good, good, good day, and it's finished off by a brilliant result. And you can't knock the team for that. They, they, they battled all the way through this. It's an excellent result. No, I thought they'd actually turn us over, but they're a good team. And we've actually come out and played much better than they have in the end. Created a lot of good chances. Defence is a little bit sloppy, letting them in for those two goals straight down the middle. But other than that, we played very well. Um, it's been a really good game, really good day out as well. Okay, we're going to talk to Stuart Mann here. There's Stuart Mann here today. Listen, listen, the best team won today, didn't it? Stuart they did, mate. Didn't, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Listen, you pissed it. You, you, you battered us, yeah. start to finish. Yeah. You yeah. thought that? I mean, at the end of the day, Brentford. You know, listen, Brentford come in today and you beat us last season with Eddie McGeady. But this season we we had our come up and you did. You did this season, definitely. And you're, the, and you're the stewards, so you're not, you're a, not biased, are you? I'm a North End fan. Yeah? I'm a Preston fan. That's and right. you battered us. Yeah. Listen, mate, we'll be, we'll, hopefully we'll be back next season we'll be. and we'll batter you again. <laughs> Scored two points, nice This was absolutely terrific, tremendous, wasn't it? Listen. Amazing. This is your stag do as well, yeah, isn't it? You know it. Yeah. This has been amazing from start. <laughs> hey. This has been amazing from start to finish. The bees have been playing well all season. I've been to every single game bar one. We've played so well. Today, we've come to Preston, a championship playoff side who think they're a playoff side. We've got the result. We've come away with the three points. Now, we head on into the next four games. And to be honest, mate, I'm, I'm not being biased. I think that we are good enough to reach the playoffs. I'm saying... Listen, fighting talk. Fighting talk. Fighting talk. Listen, remain, remain Sawyer's. Listen, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stand here now with you now. Remain Sawyers, I give him stick no, every say, single game. Re, no, no. Every single I'm Sorry, gonna be honest. No, Remain Sawyer's baby. Remain Sawyer's baby. <laughs> listen, listen, I give Remain Sawyer's stick every single game. He scored today, he's made my day. Don't give him any more stick, man, because he's a good player. He's a good player, man. He listen, he he is what he is. He's a lovely player. He scored the goal. Look, we've won 3-2, he scored the goal, you know, we've won 3-2, he's made the contribution, unbelievable. Come you on, you beast! Come on, you beast! Yeah. see the goal, sneaky defence, I think it's come from the centre-backs, uh, personally. I think Yelland is not worth money to pay for him. And, uh, well, I'll be, I'll be honest, um, I've seen better players centre-backs for less money, <laughs> to be honest, in the last couple of seasons. I think the centre-backs need to stop... Stop overcomplicating things. If the ball needs to be cleared, the ball needs to be cleared. Oh, tremendous. Well, performance. Just first time I've seen the bees this season and uh, yeah, super impressed. Watkins, tremendous third goal. And their goals were breakaways and I thought we were brilliant. Where the Brent fans just kept singing and kept singing. And Preston then scored and then Brent fans kept singing. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. I loved it. Loved it. Before the game, I just knew we were going to win today. And the defence at times is a bit shaky, but going forward, we are just class. And you don't get that in Scotland. The way that we go forward is actually quite scary at times. And every single time we attack, I just think we're going to score a goal. We have the Jens. He's come over from Germany. 
for the bees as well. Like I said to you, fans have come all over for this game. You came over from Germany specifically for this game, didn't you, Jens? Yeah, that's right, yes. And listen, how was this game for you? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's a very good and exciting game, but uh, I thought, uh, I think we, uh, we had a little bit luck today because we can also lost two to three, but uh, I'm very happy that we won the game today. It is uh, different to Germany because in, in, in Germany, you know, when you have uh, support, they support uh, 90 minutes through the game. It, it, uh, yeah. So you, so you say you sing all the way through the game, is what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. But I, I like, I like, what team do you support in Germany? Nuremberg. First okay, football club, Nuremberg. But I, I like I like the support here very much because it uh, depends on the game, how they met, how the team plays, and uh, the second the, the second half was yeah. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> second half was excellent. Yeah. And he came for a win and he got a win and he probably deserved it. It's interesting you say. I mean, we deserved it as well. But I mean, you must have. You weren't in our end, but you didn't. You didn't even feel the nerves in the last 15 minutes because we're so used to giving away a goal in the last minute. The last minutes, and we could feel it coming. We saw Preston. You were coming. You were. You were. You were on our goal, weren't you? Yeah, we tried. Yeah, we had. A, I thought it'd be four-two or three-all. We had a goal. Listen, we got the profound valley. P and E boy, top boy in the house. If you check him on Channel Five. He's He's on there practically every week talking about Preston or Ben on Channel 5 every week. He won't be talking about Preston on Channel 5 this week because Preston lost against the mighty mighty bees and he doesn't look too happy. Profound Valley, how are you doing? All right, mate. Not so bad, Billy. Yeah, so listen, what, 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 what went on today? Tell me. I thought it'd be a high-scoring game today and it was. Unfortunately, I thought Preston might nick the win, but fair play to Brentford. They deserved it. No, I mean, at the start of the season, we were very hard to score against. A month ago, we had the best defence in the Football League. We've conceded 10 goals now. After today, we've conceded 10 goals in the last four games. Two or three goals every game. So I think you've, possibly you've caught us at a good time. Do you think, I mean, I'm going to ask this player because I've got to ask this to them. Do you think your players were scared because they were playing against the mighty, mighty bees? <laughs> I think, you know, Brentford are a good footballing side, like you say. I don't think we were scared of you. I think we're, we're, I think we've got, we're fearless. To a large extent, we're fearless, but, you know, credit to Brentford. They, they out-footballed us today. You got the ball wide. You, you, you dragged us about. We had, we've got injuries in defence, which might you know, been a factor in the game, but fair play to Brentford. I think your, your midfielders and your forwards earned you the win. Yeah, you've come here to play football and played really good football. We can cope with it. That's what happened today. Played Sunderland all that lot. They can't pay for a draw. You lot have come here to win, and that's what you've done. Amazing, amazing football team. Proper fans, proper people, and proper football. I'm not happy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the Liberal Knicks hat on today, where, where he does like a little bit of a rant and a moan. I never like speaking for Liberal Knicks. I don't agree with most of his no. stuff. But at the end of the day, I thought the referee had a great game today. I know some of our Preston he let a lot go, didn't he? Bloody hell. He absolutely did let a lot go. But when, for our first goal, he played the advantage, and then the first goal went in. Great to see some good ref in there in that regard. But I'm going to put a slight negative spin on it. I know it's been a fantastic day. Of course, I love the result. But we still let in two goals, and the first one was an absolute shocker defensively. How they opened well, up. The like second that. one shocker as well. The second, 
I was going to move on to that, Bill, but I was just trying sorry. to deal with the first one first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Both of them were that grim to me. That's clearly something that we still need to work on um, on the training ground. The way it was almost like the parting of the waves for their striker to have a go at that. I feel so. Do so you think Moses is on the pitch? Yeah. Moses is on the sideline. Maybe maybe he was in the he was in the box and he turned around. And everyone, oh Jesus, Moses! And they parted the waves, and there is it. Indeed. And there was almost a third opportunity, which fortunately, almost the same mistakes were looked like they're about to be made, but someone got a boot into it towards it, it later in the second half. We've got to be very careful. Yes. Three twos there for a reason, and. 3-0 would have looked a lot nicer like it was at Bolton where we were a lot more tidy a lot more disciplined they weren't as strong a team as Preston by some margin I'm not going to dishearten the Preston fans for that one they are a good team they're up there for a reason but admittedly I think stronger teams may have unpicked us and made this a little bit harder for us today great result for us UBs so yes the backers bar we've left the backers bar behind us and we were actually in a taxi on the way to um, our next bar another bar we went to the egyptian bar and now we're going for a more of a sort of kind of we're going for a more of a, we're going more east actually we're going a lot more east we're going for a punjabi vibe on our next pub that we've been invited to as well and we're in the, the cab at the moment now and uh, there's about 10 of us in this one taxi um they're not 10 seats quite but you know this is proper old school style isn't it you know what i'm saying but there is definitely 10 people in this taxi and there are about four seats but um you know this is how you go if you need to get from a to b and uh, the character said get inside and you can do this so this is a Brentford away day um, listen just just reflecting on um, Brentford's season so far as you've got somebody's backside in your face <laughs> quite literally uh, I'm just asking you I mean our season so far we're about 14 games in I think it is 13 14 games and what's your vibe uh, the cabbie Jerry the cabbie uh, good I think we've done alright to be fair we've uh, played well we've not been battered we've lost the games we lost four games by an odd goal wasn't it I think so if we carry on in that uh, in that way, I can't see uh, any kind of shortcomings for the rest of the season. I, I feel really positive. We're still. I said to the guys in the bar earlier. After four or five games, I went into a bookies and we, we were still the same price to be promoted than we were at the start of the season. So if bookies never lose money, think that way, then why shouldn't we? So I'm really positive. Going a little run now. We're uh, we're gonna. Crack on. Okay, crack which on. is which is all good, and we're just actually uh, we're on the way to the, like I said, to the next bar, which is more of a Punjabi vibe, but more of a sort of much more east than uh, than our last Egyptian vibe as well. And we're going to talk about the Preston game when we get to the next pub, which is the Merry Maid Bar, which is uh, Merry Maid Bar and Grill as well. And we're going to be met by Mickey Singh and all his crew there, who have been looking forward to us coming down there as well. But listen, um, the, the, the Bees boys, I mean, the thing is, the, 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 there's been a little bit of fear going on. There's been a little bit of fear going on with Brentford because some people are saying we haven't been getting the results that we're going to be having. So people are saying, you know, we may be in danger of relegation. Now, I'm telling you, have those fears subsided? I mean, we haven't we've got a few wins, but we haven't got necessarily all the wins that we wanted under our belt. No, we haven't got all the wins, but equally we haven't actually lost many recently. I think, where is it, seven unbeaten now, I think it is now, something like that. I think um, I think we're maybe starting to see the, the results come for the performances we've been having. So... If we can keep that going, who knows? Maybe we can get on a decent run and uh, get a few points. 
the galley man. I saw you. I was just, I was gonna I was, I was going up some ropes on on Saturday. Yeah, I was going. I was going absolutely and totally. I mean, I got forced my kids to. Uh, you know, it's a it was a, it was, a was it Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. Was it, what day? Friday even. I don't know. That's right. In fact, the day before Preston. That's right. And uh, I decided to go. Uh, even though I'm afraid of heights. I climbed up a ladder and I went to the rope with the kids. The kids were jumping around the place like they had no fear. I had lots of fear. I looked down and I was like very very scared on the old high ropes off kind of go ape type thing um and you were you were just swinging a few clubs and basically obviously you've got this uh, you've got it seemed like you had a very very calm and relaxed attitude to Brentford season I think so yeah like, like everyone says so we've you know, not necessarily got the points we've deserved everything's you know, the players are working hard they're playing for the manager you can see that in what they're doing so there's nothing to worry about when we get a couple of players back from injury the squad will get stronger and onwards and upwards yeah, three points tonight and it's all over isn't it <laughs> we we're going we're to come back and when we get to the Merry Bay pub, which is obviously a Brent, uh, Birmingham City pub, we'll have some conversation with some Birmingham City fans there as well to see exactly what they have to say. I've got more of a question as well though. For uh, I've got the uh, I've got the, the the street boy here. Have you ever been in a more crowded a uh, taxi than this one? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. This, this is a first. This is a first. Ten times better. It's, it's, it's ten, ten times, times better, better than any taxi I've ever been in. To be fair, I mean, what we did is that we were going to get another taxi, but he negotiated us, and that was that was ten times better negotiation than we've ever had, that we've actually seen in a taxi. Well, isn't it? The, the negotiation skills have gone up tenfold, I must say. And also, I'm going to, I've got to ask because obviously we've got a, we've got a taxi driver here as well, and you know he's not too necessarily happy about the, the rules and regulations. And <laughs> I want to know, ten, the taxi driver, how do you feel? Do you feel that this taxi driver is ten times better than? how you would be basically you know would you do the same thing it's 10 times hotter isn't it and it's uh, it's a bit steamy in here it's interesting you and, uh, it's hotter when we're in Birmingham isn't it uh, true enough yeah very good uh, but then there's a, there's a few arms and limbs in places they shouldn't be we're all squeezed in it's uh, yeah I'm a bit outraged, to be honest. I might have to go into the TFL. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but that would be a wrong authority, yeah, wouldn't it? So it wouldn't, so it, it, it wouldn't work out well, yeah. They'll just ignore me as normal, really. Yeah, they, 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 I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. always moan, no, don't you? Like, I do, yeah, like a moan. You yeah. do like I love a moan. So, but you haven't answered my question. Is he ten times better than you? what you would be as a cabbie? No. No? So what, you would have left us waiting in the cold? No, I would pass you back to the... For the guy that should have picked us up, really. Ah, well, yeah. the manners thing. You I'd have done manners, oh, yeah. It's all to, about manners, yeah. I, I tried to do the manners yeah, thing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, we're, we're on our way to the Merry Bay Barn. When we come out there, we're going to talk about the Preston game and other things. <laughs> so, anyway, we were out the cab now and you heard the fans a little bit earlier talked about the Preston game. Absolutely teething tremendous. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant day out. But let's talk technical. That game, I mean, I thought for us it was a bit of a turning point because we were 1-0 up, we were 2-1 up, and it looked like we'd fluffed it again, but we actually came back and won that game, which we don't normally do this season. And do you think this may have a real impact on the game that we're going to be playing a little bit later, Bowman? It's an interesting question you pose, Bill. Even in the pub afterwards, one thing that really concerned me the most um, on on the post-match pod from that pub was the defensive errors that had come in. I cannot take away from the great away result that it was, and this is the true test of what the guys in the team have been putting together today. If we can shore up some of those, shall we say, errors that the defensive uh, guys made, keep it tight, we could really walk away with the three points. Going back to your question, though, 
if they can put that together and bounce another three points out of this game as well, I think the momentum's definitely going to run with us. I'm going to ask the question. I mean, the fact is, it's interesting because we've played about 14 games now, and pretty much every game, bar maybe two, every fan has gone. Oh, Brentford, they're brilliant. Are oh, they really great? Oh, we stole the points off you. You're really, really good. You, we should never have beaten you. We should never have drawn with you. You should have beaten us. We've had that for every game, probably bar a couple. Millwall, probably not. Maybe Wolverhampton Wanderers, maybe. Maybe one other. But other than that, we should have got three points every single game. So was it quite a nice feeling to actually have got three points? Go back to the pub afterwards and the away fans or the home fans say, you deserve those three points and we actually got the three points. It was, yeah, it makes a real change because this season's been a real downer a lot of times. You come away, you haven't got any points, you feel really happy with the way they played. It, it's been really strange to do that. I just, you just come away, you go into work on the Monday and you say, oh no, we should have won. And they go, oh yeah, don't tell me you're all over them. You say, yeah. You, you end up taking, or well, I did, taking screenshots of the stats to sort of send to them to say, look, we had 70 opposition, they had two shots, they got two goals. It's really nice to come away with the three points for a change. And uh, yeah, and that's all right. My mixed drills just turned up as well. Yeah, we, like I said, we're at the. Listen, listen, we're multitasking here on the besotted Pride of West London podcast. Thank you very much, my man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Anyway, so I've got the mixed grill here, so I'm going to be tucking into the mixed grill. But I have to still interview and chat to people because this is very important. And um, um, Nico Yanaris had a great game, scored a goal on Saturday, but then he got knocked full out as well. There's a little bit of a query as to whether or not it was deliberate or not deliberate. We probably can't talk about that. We can talk about it if we want to. But interesting, you remain Sawyer's the previous game. He didn't have the best game against Sunderland. He got robbed quite a bit, but he sort of came into his own again on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, I thought he played really well and I actually got to meet him at the train station. Yeah, I got a picture with him. It was really nice. And, yeah, I think he's a really good player, and hopefully he'll get some more goals for us. Um, I'm feeling positive about tonight. I think we'll get three points. Can't wait. Do you think, I mean, look, again, it's all about momentum, and we've seen how Sheffield United, they came from last season, bam, and they just ramped it up, and they were winning game after game after game. And it is about getting two or three results together, and a lot of people are nervous saying we're going to go down, but you've noticed if you get a couple of results, I'm just saying all of a sudden you're in a different position to where you are before now. There's an argument to say, if you're playing decent football, you shouldn't really be scared of where you are. And, I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering now, how important is this game pivotal to us where we're going in the next few weeks? Uh, I mean, I think it is. It's important that we get this win. I think, I think we deserve it. I think we should... We, it, it's in the bag to me, really. Nerv- but you think they're nervous? Do you think Berman's? Because the thing is, I that think they might out. think. That, I think they might think that they've got it in the bag as well. But I mean, they've got to think positively as well. But I think if they've seen the way we've been playing, then they should be they, nervous. They, they, they're shipping a lot of goals. I mean, they didn't ship any against Villa on Saturday. They're not scoring a lot of goals as well. Um, but, I mean. You've come up here today. How potty are you for this game? Because Brentford fans seem to be quite up for this one. Yeah, I'm very up for it. I'm very ready to win. I'm going back to work tomorrow and telling everyone about this win. I'm ready why, are you up, why are you up for this game more than, say, Preston or even sort of kind of Wolverhampton Wanderers? I don't know. I just feel like with their track record, I just feel like we're... I don't know why. I've just got a really good feeling about it. I think really to do with them stealing our players? Possibly, yeah, possibly about the little bit of aggression. Putting any words into your mouth or anything. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be really bloody annoying if they got a goal with Otter. No, it'll be right, yeah, we've got to win this, got to win this. Ramen, I mean, mean, Saturday, great day out. 
Um, but Brentford, listen, we need to do more than just kind of show people that we've passed the ball around. Um, are, are we at a turning point? I, I think the turning point came in the Millwall game uh, to grind out a one 0 win when maybe we didn't, maybe we deserved to draw <laughs> in that game. Uh, but look, we've gone seven games undefeated. I know we've drawn four of them, but we should have won a few. Uh, we should have won five and drawn two, maybe. Um, the direction of movement is upwards. I know we're in 18th position, but we're not that far off uh, a very, very respectable uh, place in this division. And. I go into every game now expecting to win. There is not a single team, home or away, that I don't think we can beat. I'm going to go back to Preston on Saturday. I mean, people also forget, because people put them down because they came from Division 1 a year and a bit ago. Um, but they've been doing all right, though, haven't they? Well, Preston... Preston they were unbeaten, they're unbeaten at home they're before... Unbeaten at home, yeah. And uh, once again, of course, uh, they all said that we were the best team to go there this season. Uh, and the best but, fans. And we had the best, <laughs> and the best fans as well. Um, but, uh, but this time we actually came away with the win, uh, which was very gratifying. And uh, it was uh, the, probably the best, day, uh, best away day this year so far. Why do you say that? <laughs> but because the atmosphere on the terraces was so good and performance was great, three points, and we had a laugh before the game, after the game, and in particular during the game. The it was singing. wonderful. Singing was great. So yeah. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a typical Brentford kick football out of football day then? <laughs> Certainly not. No, it wasn't a great day out spoiled by the football. It was a great day out enhanced by the football. Excellent. So we like a bit of enhancement, which is all good. Frosty! I know that you were there croaking in the corner, Frosty, because you were very, very happy indeed, weren't you? <laughs> tremendous. As you say, teeth in tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Let's just come back to it. Christian North End. Good day out. Yeah, fantastic. Forget the day out. But Brentford, we, we, we had to go there to get a we had to go there to get a result, really, didn't we? And most people on the train were a little bit. They didn't believe that we could get it. I mean, I did. I, I, I believe, believe it all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. Let's just take the rose tinted, the frosty tinted glasses off, and say, right? Logical. Yeah, that's right. Logical. Logical. I just want to know. On Saturday, okay, it could have it could have gone two ways. Let's be let's be quiet. Let's be let's be totally honest. Yeah. Okay. But our midfield is fantastic this season. Our midfield is is creating everything, and I think that Watkins will get a hatful one of these days. It's, it's, it's brewing that way, and I thought V-based movement on Saturday was the best, and it's creating space for for Watkins. So I think our midfield, whoever plays, it's a really great combination. It's wonderful to watch. I mean, we're going to probably come on to Birmingham City a little bit later, so I don't want to talk about it too much because we need to talk to the Birmingham characters. I mean, this place is absolutely mobbed here now. We're in a, uh, we've been invited. Well, we're going to get him on the podcast in a bit by, by Mickey Singh and his crew. Um, we're in a Punjabi pub now. We've just gone to the Eastern, the the, 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 the the Egyptian pub, but now we're in a Punjabi pub here. We've got what, 25 bees here eating curry, drinking beer. And having a very good time because that's what we do. Because we like to have a little bit of diversity and just see what else is going on here. And especially when they have the old hospitality. The hospitality is, arm has been reached out by the Birmingham City fans. To be fair, they have given us £10 million. So, uh, so to be fair, we, 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 had, we felt we had to come here. You know what I'm saying? We felt, yeah, we felt a bit sorry for them because we need to put some money back into their coffers because they've given us so much. So we've got a load of curry, we've got a load of beer. And hopefully that will go towards the £10 million that they paid us for their players, which there's still question marks about. But coming back to this game here today, how much, 
how important is this game today? Just another game. I just think that we'll carry on where we were and we'll carry on and we'll beat Leeds on Saturday. I think we're on a roll. I think it's we're brewing up, we're creating more chances. And I'm very positive about tonight. I think they're a poor side. So, we, so team's been announced anyway, and like I said to you, this podcast is a bit of a mad one because we're coming from Birmingham before the Birmingham game. It's going to go out after the Birmingham game, but it's going to be all good because we're still talking about issues that are irrelevant. It doesn't matter whether or not the Birmingham game has happened or not. And uh, like I said, on Preston, we changed the team up a little bit, just a little bit. And uh, we had a couple of players come in and we had Makocho, who came in, who hasn't played for a few games. He played up at um, Middlesbrough. Had a very good game up at Middlesbrough, and also like you know, and he played up at Preston. And I thought I thought Macocho had a very good game as well. And it's interesting because when Macocho spoke to the press, he said that he struggled. He admitted, but his hand up, he said, "I didn't struggle with driving on the wrong hand side or going out or the or, or, or the, the cultural vibe. I struggled on the pitch." The pitch was the struggle for me, and I, I, it took me time to get used to it. And I know you've got Jim Levac here, and this is something that you've been talking about before, about players acclimatising to our game. I think uh, Camo's sort of slowly coming into, into his groove now, as is, uh, as is uh, Joseph Zoon. Um, I think with players like that, who are sort of, particularly Joseph Zoon, a confidence player, I think it takes a little bit longer, maybe 12, 15 games. Uh, but by by the middle of the season, I think you'll see the the best of them. Makocho, though, from the from the very early starts, just watch him. Very rarely wasted a pass. Looked after the ball very well, and that's really important at this level. You know, a lot of the problems that we've had have been caused by people not looking after the ball and giving it away in silly situations. Needlessly, Makocho will. Nine, you know, I'd say 93% of the time find a Brentford player. And it's interesting you say that, because if you looked at Makocho's stats before he came here, I know some people say we don't like stats, but you've got to look at it because it is what it is. One thing that he was very, very good at was passing the ball. His passing accuracy was ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? His tackling accuracy was also very ridiculous. But what I thought was interesting, when he started off, maybe he was a great tackler, and I was a little bit like, hmm, I can't see it. And it was almost like maybe he couldn't get near the players because the game was going so fast yeah. that he couldn't actually kind of, you know, get Maca- near to it. Makacho is one of these players who, uh, if you play against him, he will suddenly there'll be you, you be you think you'll be away and he'll be like a rubber band leg outstretched out and he'll take the ball off you. He's not a physical player. He's an annoying kind of uh, spider kind of player who will, you know, get a foot in, get a knee, get a leg in and win the ball back and then give it simple and that's what you need sitting in that position win the ball give it simple to someone like Sawyers who can do some damage and again I'm going to say this because a lot of the Bees fans thought you know we said we need a defensive midfielder so we thought we were going to be a crunching tackling you know type of midfielder and he he hasn't turned out to be that is this a problem? I don't think it is because we've got a very quick sprightly nimble midfield where uh, Ryan Woods will get get a leg in because he's quick. He'll get he'll read the game very well. Makocho reads the game well, gets a leg in. Even Sawyer's, you know, a lot of people have criticised Sawyer's for for being quite languid. But if you actually watch him for a decent spell for tw- for a ten minute spell in a game, he does a lot of getting in the way of people when when other teams have got the ball and are trying to build. He will get his body in the way and. 
you know, and you know, I, I've gone on record as well about what I've said about Romain Sawyer. I think he's one of the most creative players we've ever had down here, and I don't understand the criticism that there was about him. And now people are starting to sort of say, yeah, 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 yeah. My friend, my yeah, mate, friend my Harley. mate Harley. I have to ask you, because obviously he, he gets a little bit active on social media. He also had an interview, which to be fair, I did look at the interview and I thought, he's been stuck a question. And he said something which was a little bit like, hold on a second, what's going on here? He talked about the Birmingham team, team being ten times better now than the Brentford team was three seasons ago. Now, I thought... That's a bit silly, Ali, but it's all kicked off on social media. You personally were very unhappy about this because you think there's a there's a thing in football which needs to be sorted. Is that right? I just think that you know, if you're somebody like Harley Dean, you should owe us a bit of respect, show a bit of manners. Brentford gave you a real, real break, and. I've reflected back. I mean, Harley's moved on to, to Birmingham. No doubt he's on 10 times the wages. I exaggerate that he was. But, but probably is 10, to, 10 times the wages that he was on at, uh, at Brentford. And all fair play to him. Because there he is on a, on a Wednesday night. Here we are. And he's going to be sitting on a cold, hard bench at St Andrews rather than actually leading a team out onto the field, which he could have been doing if he was still at, still at, still at the Bees. I mean, I've just been saying to, to, to Jim is that I think actually Harley is likely to be playing back in the first division next year, probably a top first division club, but that's what he'll be doing. Why don't these players understand is that in this day and age, social media goes around the world and it will be instantly picked up on. He made a very stupid statement and what was even worse with Harley is he tried to retract what he said. He tried to make an excuse. He tried to say, well, I wasn't being that different. I was doing something else. It just doesn't work that way and Harley needs to come out and apologise to both Brentford and Birmingham fans. But the thing is, I mean, I'm going to say this as well and all I'm doing is I'm just, re- you know, recalling facts. He has had a situation that he could have done that, but he's actually tried to do the backtrack, and he said that he actually didn't say that, and he said that he said that. Yeah, but you can't you can't backtrack on these things. It's there on tape. You know, it's like it's like um, I I have worked with politicians who said. I never said that. And you go to the journalist, and the journalist switches on their dictaphone, and you, you know hear what, the exact you words know, being you know said. What, Do you know what? Harley Dean's the past now. Harley Dean's the past now. Let's just move on. We've got, you know, we've got uh, a good side. We've got even got Blues fans on on Twitter saying, "Oh yeah, Brentford sold us their three best players, and they're still better than us." I'll take that every day. So look, 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 listen. We've got my man, and he's the, the host, the perfect host. 
or one of the perfect hosts because there's two of them today. I've got the younger host, but he's only slightly younger than the older host. I've got the big sing who has hosted us here today, and we're in this bar in Birmingham. Absolutely teething tremendous, isn't it? Absolutely. It's like great, probably what, great booze. 30-40 Brentford fans in here today. Best curry, I, best curry I've had in years. And, and it came recommended by a former colleague of mine, Paul Fulford from the Birmingham Mail. That's Just right. give his website a little plug That's there. Right as well. <laughs> and I think, you know, we've been doing some bits and pieces together. We have I've done. Seen you on we the have television done. on Channel 5. Thank uh, you. Sport as well. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. true. You know yeah. So yes, Billy. Your face is there. You know what I'm saying? You're a well-known. It was like, it wasn't a kind of like, have you seen this man? We need to take him in. It was a, it was a positive. This is a positive one as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I appreciate Vic. that. This appreciate is that, Billy. Here, Thank you. Said to you there's like, the there's a good 25, 30, 35 Brentford fans in here. Absolutely buzzing. We are Good really, to have you here. Good yeah. to have you here. It's good, nice good to... Uh, like we said, you know, we have... Uh, you've given us £10 million. Yeah. And we're very grateful for you to give us £10 million. So we thought we need to at least come back and give you some money back. No, I appreciate right that. That's yeah. good thinking, Billy. Good thinking. <laughs> but listen... No, no, no. Today, you've got a game today. And listen, I'm just wondering, how are you feeling about today's game? Because I was speaking to a few people. We spoke to Davo, and if you listen to the podcast, we yeah. spoke to Davo Berman a little bit earlier. And he was a little bit nervous, especially about the Harley Dean comments, because he thought it's going to fire up the Brentford fans. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, Harley Dean, I think he's giving your team talk for you. Um, it's not something uh, I'd advise players to, to go around saying, especially before a game. Uh, he's got a lot of, obviously, he's got a lot of history with Brentford. Um, and a lot of uh, fans used to probably uh, love the guy, but obviously that's changed now. He's a Birmingham player, um, so really he should be thinking twice before making such comments. But um, as probably Dave also said, um, I'm feeling quite nervous. I'm I'm not quite sure what Birmingham team is going to turn up tonight. Um, I think if, uh, exactly what Dave said. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, thing is consistency hasn't been our strong point this season. If anything, uh, recent form guide. Uh, we've done all right at home at the last few games, but uh, anything goes. Obviously, yep, we've uh, bought some talented players from the Brentford squad. Yep, you've said it about the money as well. But um, you got value for money. Um, out of the three, we've uh, two of the players are playing regularly, so I think we'll. I'll I'll be able to answer that question come uh, probably by Christmas if they're still playing regular and, in the, and they're in the current eleven. Harley hasn't played much as well, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Are you going to get the playoffs this year? I'm just looking at it from one game at a time, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I don't even want to talk about the P word. Uh, we're too near the bottom three at the moment. I think uh, if we can just get a win and then just build on it, get some consistency, get a few points, and we'll see how it goes. I think. So, um, so you're saying that you're in the right position for where you, the way you've been playing, yeah? At the moment, in the table. Yes, I would agree with that. I'd say we are, we, we are where we deserve to be at the moment. Uh, with given the start that we've had, it's been an awful start. Uh, no Birmingham fan would have expected that anyway to begin with. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully Steve Cottrell, we, 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 we've got the belief in him that he's, he can put his methods across, set up a system that the, the, the players can play and adapt to, and uh, hopefully we'll start getting the results. You see, Billy, that's the difference between the Br- Birmingham and Brentford, because actually most Brentford fans are arguing that we're in the wrong position. We should be higher up the league than we are with what we've been playing, the chances we've been creating, the possession that we've had. In every game, we should be higher up the league. But the table doesn't lie, so you, we, both of us may be where we are. OK, basically, I can compare with the team down the road. I don't like to mention their name, but you played them recently. And uh, from the highlights... You smashed them off the park. You just destroyed them. Absolutely give them a football le- footballing lesson. And you should have scored two or three goals. 
and I thought, wow, I, you know, just from the highlights, watching that, saw you guys as well <laughs> on the Channel 5, but um, I think, uh, I think, I mean, they're a team, they don't play expansive football, they don't play the greatest uh, football, but they are grinding out the results and they're probably getting uh, two, three chances a game and they're putting that one away. I think some of the teams that are in a similar position to Brentford, I think it's probably more down to have you got the finishers? Have you got the people to put those chances away? You may end up having create 10 chances in a game and only put one away. There's other teams out there, they've got the quality where they might not be so expansive as yourselves but, uh, and they don't have that same sort of football philosophy, but they, can put one, they get the chances, they've got the quality to put them away and then that's why they're picking up the points and some of those teams are higher, they're in a higher position in the table. And to our regular listeners, that wasn't a teams like Brentford quote. <laughs> teams like Brentford, you know what I'm saying? But listen... We had a wicked day here today again. No, thank you. It's good to see you. We might be um, we might be rivals on the pitch and in the st- in the stands, but we're certainly friends off it. So it's always great to see you. That's what it's all about. And as we say, it's all about chumming up. I know there's some people out there that don't don't agree or don't like chumming up, but we don't really care what they think because at the end of the day, you're a human being. We're a human being. We're all part of the football family. You've yeah. Put, you've opened up your doors to us, and you've opened up 30, 35 Brentford fans are coming here today. No, no, it's and, been a pleasure. Uh, really it's been a genuine pleasure. So respect to you. I'm saying, no, we're good. No. And uh, may the best team win. Yeah, hope so. But if that's Birmingham City, then hopefully Brentford wins. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to come back for that. Yeah, I got to come back. For that but uh, Billy no that's uh, no I'm hoping I'm optimistic we'll get a win today we're home the onus is on us to get the result today um, but yeah may the best team win and maybe Blues so big big listen just quickly because we're walking to the ground yeah, now walking. listen we got you and got my man as well yes Colin yeah the Colin <laughs> yeah. the Colin and the Bick and they're walking us to the ground as well hospitality is top notch it's interesting you were talking about Harley Dean and the, and the yeah, way that well, he plays you know what I'm saying yeah. and uh, you were you were, you were equating him to a, an England hero Glenn Oddle yes Glenn Oddle playing the sweeper role yeah well uh, uh, I can't say much else to be honest with you. Um, he hasn't played much in the side so um, he but you said that he, he, he does a bit of a Glenn Hoddle is that right he, yeah he tries to he tries to he, uh, so when, uh, when, he, when he is playing when he has played for us um, I think he's comfortable on the ball but he does try and spray the ball around and uh, sometimes it's just simple just to play square. Tell you something, tell you something, what I think is really interesting because, and I'm going to say this, right, straight up. I'm going to say this straight up, right? Um, and I've said, I mentioned this before on our, on our podcast. When my uncle came down, he's a Leeds fan. And uh, my, he, he sat in, he was in the, in, in the home end. And he said to me, well, you Brentford fans are very, 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 you know, you're, you're very patient. Because your team is smashing us off the park and you haven't scored any goals. If this was Leeds, we'd be hammering them. But Brentford fans are very, very patient. They go, oh, that's very good. Oh, that's very nice. Clap, 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 clap. And eventually, like, you get a bit fed up and then you might give a little bit of stick yep. and then you get a little bit of stick back. Like, Harley, to be fair, gave yep. the fans a stick back when he gave the stick. But to be fair, I think Brentford fans are quite fair for a long time. Now, Birmingham City fans, yep. you ain't like that at all. You, you two minutes and something goes wrong, you yep. give the stick immediately, innit? <laughs> um, I think it's more to do with expectation levels as well. Um, at the start of the season... We've got. We had aspirations of being, you know, in the top six, trying to push for that playoff spot, trying to go for promotion. Straight off question. But what was the Brentford? What? Where? Where did you see yourself? Well, the, well, the thing is that when we, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we finished last season really. Watch it. We finished really wicked. Big almost got run over there. Now I just saved him. You know what I'm saying? I saved him. You know, so he's very happy. He's right. He's going to put me in his will now. But um, 
we had very no, we had good expectations because we finished the season last season wicked. If we had finished last season, start this season, not we finished last season, we'd be yeah. top two, no shadow of a doubt. Hotter was on fire, yeah. but you have to understand this about Hotter. Hotter, right? He was like the flipping. He's the god. So at Brentford, he'd walk in the pitch, he'd be walking on air. Women are crying, they're screaming, they're loving Hotter. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, they're telling you, he's that, you know, he was the Don Dada. He did some things, he scored against Fulham in the 90th minute. For us, it's like scoring against Villa. If he scored against Villa, he'd have been the Don. Well, if he scored against Villa, he would have been the Don, but I don't know if you saw that miss. Yes, we did. Yes, it is. If he wanted any, any player on the pitch to have that chance... It would have been him. That's right. Been. So in the 90th minute, we're drawing one all with Fulham. Bang. Hotter comes in, scores a goal. So the song comes in. Hotter in the last minute. Hotter. And we sing that against Fulham and they hate it because they just hate it so much because it was a massive chant. You know what I'm saying? T-shirts, flags, and everything like that. Yeah. So Hotter's a wicked player for us. Colin, very classy player. You I know what I'm saying? I've been really impressed with Colin. Very you know? impressed. Um, he's uh, very cultured. Yeah. Very clever footballer. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think um, I haven't seen a lot of players get the better of him. Yeah. Um, at the start of the season, well, at the start of his um, uh, Blues career, he played, I think, one game at right back. Yeah. Then we moved him on to left back. Yeah. Like, typical coming onto his right side, coming into, into the middle all the time. We became predictable. Yeah. Um, he's been moved out back to right back now. Yes. The actual position we brought him. Yeah, in, yeah. And we can see... Um, the quality in him. Yeah, um, yeah. We, he's our number one right back. Yeah, we, we, we believe, I'll be honest with you, that he'd be one of the, the few Brentford players that would actually play in the Premier League. You know, and Hotter had expectations of playing in the Premier League, and yeah. that's, that's why he wanted a move. And in the end, he went to Birmingham. He said, I ain't going to go anywhere but Premier League. West Ham didn't come in for him. So yeah. last minute, Harry came in, offered him 40 grand a week. Yeah. So he went for the move. Now, listen, respect, this is what happens in football, we know that. Yeah. But a lot of us were even saying, we're not sure if Hotter is Premier League quality yet because yeah. he is a hot and cold player. You know what I'm saying? Is that So when he comes to Brentford, because we loved him so much, he upped his game. Okay. But he went to Spain for 18 months. So Brentford was a good fit for him. It was a brilliant know. fit. And we believe about players and fit and the right yeah. team. So he went to Spain after he was with us. He had a brilliant season for us. He got injured. He came back. Team setup was different. Yeah. Didn't quite work out. So we went into Spain to try and get him back in the game. He went for 18 months in Spain. He didn't really get a game. He was quite terrible out there. Didn't get a game. So we brought him back. We said, you've got an ultimatum. We can either loan you out somewhere else yeah. or you come to Brentford and you can play your ass off. And he came back to Brentford and he absolutely, four months he scored, what, 12 goals in four months. He was brilliant. But that's because the fans were so happy to have him back. Yeah. I believe that Birmingham, and I'm asking you this question, they haven't got that same kind of vibe as, as what he might have here. They're very critical. They look at him and they think, show us what you can do. Whereas with us, we're like, Hotter, we love you. So he just he walks on the pitch and he falls over and everyone's screaming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you haven't got that same kind of vibe because you're like, well, show us what you can do. So he's not feeling the same kind of love of what he do until he proves himself. He's that big money signing. So uh, you don't spend six million, especially when you're a club like Birmingham with the money problems we've had. You don't buy someone as a, a potential future project. Uh, he needs to hit the ground running. Um, spent, again, spent a lot of money on him. He's on big wages and he's expected to deliver. So, so and, 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 I mean, fits and starts, you've seen him. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, obviously, he's got, a, he's got a real good football brain. He's got that class. 
Um, I can see why we spent the money on him. He does make a difference. But he's got to fit in with your team style of play as well. Um, at the moment, it's not too bad for him because we've been playing him out wide. So it's it's a case to see if we can integrate him into the team. Um, not lose our defensive shape, but play him as a, a number 10. I think he'd be more effective as a number 10, you know, behind the striker. But um, out wide, he's got a, he's got a good... He's, He's got a good partnership anyway with uh, with Maxime, so uh, you know you don't want to mess things up too much. He had a good game against Villa as well. That's that's his first uh, pretty much full game he's played for us since we've had him. So um, you know on that on that point, you know we was happy with uh, what he produced. But I mean, just as long as we can keep him uh, free from injury, we've lost one of our main strikers as well recently uh, for the most of the season. So that's Vassal, Isaac Vassal. Yeah. So there was. Um, a lot of optimism with that signing from Luton for playing, uh, buying him. Yeah. And uh, you know a lot of promise with him. Yeah. So he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Okay. So some of the other the other strikers they're going to have to step it up. Yeah. So um, see how they get on. Okay, good. Do. And I want to say this is the besotted. 10 times better podcast as well coming from Birmingham because basically everything that we've seen has been 10 times better. We had a taxi and that was a 10 times better taxi than everything else. We've just been to your pub. It's a wicked pub that you know, and it was 10 times better than any pub that you've ever been to. I just want, I just want to ask you the question is everything in Birmingham 10 times better than what you expect it to be? Standard. Yes. Standard. Standard. Standard procedure. Standard. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> so I've got a question. If we come to Birmingham City, are we going to be ten times better than all the other teams that come and play you? Uh, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> given, our, given our current record, it's not hard. But you know what? As I, I mean, as I said earlier, I said before, I said I am nervy. Don't know which Birmingham side is going to turn up tonight. Key for me is consistency. We need to follow up each good performance with another one. I know we only got a point against Villa. Some people would say we should have won that game, but for me, neither team wanted to lose, so point was a fair result. But if we can build on that, win tonight, starts, uh, you know, if it gets uh, an unbeaten run going, and hopefully, it's a bit of a cliche, but it just gets that confidence going within the squad. Times better than I expected. Um, ten times better. No, twenty times better be, than I expected. Than ten times. But it really was an excellent performance all round. Uh, Two 0 flatters uh, Birmingham. We've uh, comprehensively uh, demolished them today. Uh, we should have scored more than just a penalty and another goal. I thought what was encouraging is that the whole team has kept battling throughout the entire ninety minutes of this game. Lord, and, and really, Birmingham City must be very disappointed in what they've got to offer. There was nothing from it hotter in the entire 60 minutes he was on Holly Dean hasn't even made it onto the pitch I hope I hope Maxim Collins isn't seriously injured but you know let's let's celebrate another really good away win for Brentford great save great save from Bentley there from Bentley yeah just in the very the 90th minute plus yeah it's not been easy but we fought well (laughs) we fought well that's it that's it the final result Bees are here we've actually won this match here uh, 2-0 to the Mighty Bees. <laughs> we got them lot. Uh, yeah. So, really listen, the, the guys in the box here are pointing at us. Listen, absolutely tremendous result, isn't it? 
Oh, fantastic performance, professional performance. Everyone in the lands, 100%, brilliant performance. A happy bee, I'm a happy bee. Tremendous results, fantastic how result. The, how do you fit the beast plate? How do you very fit well, the very well. Very well. Birmingham with rubbish, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cracking result today. Uh, boys well deserved it, you know. You know, we fought hard and got the three points, so fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. We're all over them, all over them. Birmingham look crap and we look brilliant. I thought, I said, it was part of it and we were dominated. Really did. We did the business today. Tell us something. How happy were you with that result? Brilliant. Today? Yes. They played brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. Birmingham were rubbish. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in Birmingham. Brentford, absolutely brilliant. And they played some lovely football. I just wish they didn't give it away too much. We gave, we gave it away a lot, didn't we? We gave it away a lot. But, but they couldn't do anything with it because they were so terrible. Yeah, they was a really bad side. Yeah. They're going to struggle. We are absolutely shocking and I think we've got relegation written all over us. The simple as it. Is it? But the thing is, is it confidence? Is it the manager? Is it the players? Because you've got some good players there. You reckon it's the manager? You reckon it's a it's combination of all, of all three. The manager doesn't... Cottrell's not coming in really changed that much in terms of the personnel of who he's playing and he's not really changed the tactics too much to what Redknapp was doing we don't create enough chances we leak too many goals at the back and so we lose games and it's as simple as that really it's... we haven't scored for three games which says something doesn't it I don't think I don't think he knows his best team obviously you lot will know Harley Dean has come to us and he ain't even in the squad well he's in the squad he's on the bench but I think yeah. when we signed him, everyone would have thought he'd be in the in the starting eleven. But I don't think anyone even knows the best team. No one knows the best tactics for that team, and I think that's why we're struggling. Apparently, Carly Dean says that you're ten times better, though. Apparently, like I was saying, as you heard us chanting today, yeah. I mean, that's probably we probably gave us our team talk today. Do you think? Yeah, probably. I'm a sh- all of your lads would have been up for it, wouldn't they? Facing three ex players, but. But this one of them. Good luck to you, man, anyway. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. All the best. So, so ah, of course, absolutely TV tremendous. We're just talking about the attendance tonight. And, and then somebody asked what the attendance was tonight. I, I think it's probably a bit of an unfair question because you have to ask what the attendance was at the beginning of the game. And then also you have to ask what the attendance was at the end of the game because there's 19,000 people at the beginning of the game and there was about 3,000 people at the end of the game because there was an enormous fire drill, um, enormous Birmingham City fire drill there was today. Um, <laughs> And to be fair, actually, from what we heard, they were only there for the Brentford. Um, not, not the Brentford players who play for them. I mean, the Brentford players who play for us. You know what I'm saying? So, but listen, TV Tremendous. Love that one. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant to turn over Brentford C team tonight. They were absolutely awful. Awful, awful team. I think uh, 10 minutes to go, there must have been 3,000 Birmingham fans there. And they were just there for the Brentford, let's be honest. Um, it was just miles apart. Miles apart. I'm so proud of the boys tonight. They turned up. The uh, first half was a little bit cagey. We um, maybe gave them a few sniffs, too many. The referee was a little bit dodgy. Gave a few free kicks that put us under a little bit of pressure. But second half, class to told out, basically. Um, it was no contest. It was 2-0, and it was comfortable 2-0, to be honest, Billy. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I think it's all about consistency when it gets to the sort of stage, stage of the season. Um, a lot of games, games to go. Um, it's just about getting a run, really. And building on it, I think we've shown before where you know we might have a sticky patch, but if we can get a few games and a few wins together, we can really build build on from it. Um, you know, it's it's nice to see a lot of Im- improvement in the players as well. I think players have stood up, which is very important. Um, I think Yozazun has been very very impressive the last few games, um, and I, I think even when Malpe came on today, 
Um, he did an excellent job up. Did an excellent job up front. Um, you know, got a goal. Um, and yeah, and set up a goal. And set up a goal as well, which was which is vital. You know, we've had the play fantastic players and before like Hogan and Gray, but we've we've sh- we've showed that you know we've invested in Mope, we've invested in Watkins, um, and they're not the real deal yet, either. And they? Yeah, and there's definitely improvement in them again. I think, like you said before, with Andre Gray, yes, he was a fantastic talent, but he was very raw. You, you can see with Watkins the potential in the in the future as well, and it's it's really exciting. So. The game is over. I mean, this is a bit of a hitch-hotch, pitch-potch podcast. We were Before the game, we were in Egypt, then we went to the Punjab, then we went to Birmingham City, and then we won the game, and people were singing and dancing. And you just heard from the fans after the game what they thought about it, the Brentford fans and the Birmingham City fans. And we're just here on the train and we're reflecting because we think this has been a very, very good week. It's been a very, very good podcast, but it's been a different podcast. And at the end of the day, like thinking a little bit broader... You know, there's a what the one thing I'll just say is that there's been a lot of fear. The bees have sold a few players and there was a bit of fear. But what I want to ask you is that do you think that, you know, in retrospect, selling those players has been to the detriment of Brentford FC? Absolutely not. And tell me why. <laughs> because we're a more cohesive team at the moment. And, and explain that now. So is this a disrespect to Hotter and Colin and Harley Dean? Is that you're saying that they weren't cohesive? Were they just one-man teams? Was they, did, they not, did they just go off on their own? Um, what is it? The new players that come in, do they fit into the Brentford side a little bit more? No, I think the, the players have come together better because um, there's uh, the superstars, supposedly, supposed superstars, and so the, the players have come together as a group, and um, I think we look better for it. Interesting, interesting point that as well because also the Birmingham City fans they're talking about it and we asked them whether or not we felt they got value for money and they weren't sure they said give us till Christmas we've got value for money um, and it's a lot of money that they've given us for these players and they weren't sure whether or not they went into a bit of a panic buy for that for us and we said and we asked the guys a little bit earlier here on the podcast as well and uh, this is on there you know whether or not players fit in with a particular team and whether or not Hotter was great for Brentford but may not be good for Birmingham may not be good for Ebar may not be for other teams because the style and the, the stadium the fact that you've got a, a, you know a, a, an 9,000 10,000 fans in the stadium may be better for Hotter than having 20,000 fans in the stadium where it's got no atmosphere do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but Hotter's been injured, so it's, it's, it's early days for him. But uh, he's still a class player. But I don't understand why he substituted today at all. But um, perhaps the manager was trying to make a statement to his own fans. Oh, oh, there we go. I know the. I know. I know. Listen, a few a few words here. A few words, and, and you were, you were saying. My my thing is that I I really like our owner, and I think he. Matt Benham. He wants to, uh, a manager he can believe in long term. And I think we need to believe in that long-term direction. And um, I, I was a bit surprised these people jump shipped because um, we, we, if you want success, you need to believe in your owner and believe in your manager and the, the players will believe in that system. And I think that's the system we need to um, all believe in because we're... The club we are, and we, we, we will go far if we 
stick together. Which is interesting as well, because I mean, I think that's probably an easier philosophy for the fans than it is for the players, because at the fans, we, we just don't go and support another team. We have to go with it, so we have to look at our owner and say, tell you something, we like what you're doing, this is great, we're going to stick together, we're going to support it. You've had some fans that are maybe not being completely happy with it, but at the end of the day, I think things are turned, and most people are thinking, you know, this is a better path than where we were four or five years ago when we were rattling buckets. But it's different for players, because the players will turn around and go, oh, well, you know, oh, yeah, you sold me a really good site, but now I'm going to go to Birmingham City because they paid me 40 grand a week and I'm going to be in the Premier League next season. Well, see, Mark Walburn was a wonderful manager. Don't get me wrong, we loved him. Uh, but he chose to leave, and that's not what I think Benham wants. He wants stability. He's a normal lad. And he just wants a normal yeah, manager he, he, so he, he can he, carry on. He, he uh, you know, up, we had the great manager in Carsley, but he didn't want the jobs, which is okay. But all he wanted was someone to step in and carry on his idea. And I think we've got a manager that's going to do that. And I think he's picked a good manager. I don't think we, we, we don't, he's not a great manager in the sense that everyone wants to buy him. But I'm I'm very happy with things, man. I think he's going to take Brentford as far as we can go, and I'm happy with that. Well, that's, that's a big shout out for the Dean Smith there from the Beckett. So look, as we're going to finish off this podcast, as we say, just just on reflection, we're going to Leeds game on Saturday. Yes. And uh, we've got a Leeds game on Saturday. Isn't it? Tell you something, actually. Got a Leeds game on Saturday, and maybe we might actually just talk to a Leeds fan now, actually, because we have no idea about Leeds. So let's just get a little Leeds fan on the phone and tell me what he's going to tell us about the game on Saturday. Saturday's come, big game on Saturday. Leeds United are in town. Coming out of Griffin Park, 5:30 kickoff. It's on the TV, so 5:30 kickoff means that both Leeds fans and Brentford fans have a good day to enjoy themselves and get themselves vibed up and in the mood for the game in the afternoon. So lots of pubs in Brentford, there's loads and loads and loads of pubs. If you go to Besotted.com, we'll have two or three articles with pub guides. There's about 15, 18, 20 pubs in and around the Brentford area, up by the river, in the town, up by the station, all sorts of places for you to go and have a proper laugh. So it'll be all good, but come 5.30 come, we'll be absolutely potty for it. Leeds United are coming to town. And we needed to get a little bit of info on Leeds United, so we thought, who's the best person to speak to? But Phil May. Phil, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, mate, are you... Like I said, you're a little bit, little bit nervous, a little bit shaky there. <laughs> well, six losses, uh, not surprising, really. Uh, a little bit shaky like Leeds last month or so, but you never know. You only need one game to turn that around. But, I mean, Phil, like I said, Leeds, they had a great start to the season. The last month have been sicky, as you said, you know, six losses, two wins in the last eight matches. What's been going wrong? It's hard to put your finger on it. Um, the, the top of the table clash we had against Cardiff uh, back in the end of September, we were properly turned over there, um, which, and since then, our confidence has sort of dropped away to the team. We were also playing um, without a strike at the start of the season. The sock has come in, who I actually think is a great player. He's changed the way the player, uh, the whole side performs, and um, I don't think I don't think we really know what our best midfield is. And over the last few weeks, the confidence has dropped out of the side. We went, I, was, I was at the Bristol City game, where obviously we had a great result, 3-0. Um, they changed the formation slightly for that game. It, it, it worked. We got a couple of early goals, and I think once we get a couple of early goals, then we've got a difficult defeat. 
but uh, as it proved against Derby on Tuesday, um, one's not enough. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, they turned it around there as well. And like I said to you, I mean, Leeds have gone through quite a few changes in the past few years. And you had a little bit of an interesting owner, is in Salino, who uh, was a part of a lot of jokes in and around the football league and in around football, and the Leeds fans weren't particularly happy. But he's gone now, he's been removed. So has it made a difference to the club? The, the club itself, uh, the turning around it, it's the best it's been for years and years, to be honest. Um, Serena, interesting, I'll probably use the word limited. Um, you never knew what he was going to do. He, was, he didn't know what he was going to do most of the time. We've now got a, a stable chairman. He's come in, he's put, he's put his money on the table, he's brought Ellen Rowe back, he's, he's going to build a new uh, training ground, a new facility, where parts are going to go. Um, he wants to improve the stadium. You know, he's, he's there for the long term. The feel around the club is that he's a right uh, man for the job. Um, whether we can do it this year, which uh, obviously at the start of the season we all believe we probably could, got slightly carried away. Uh, that's what happens when you've got 15 years out of the Premiership, I suppose. You want to get back there as quickly as possible. If you're right man, uh, it's probably going to take some time. Okay, and, and talk about takes some time as well, because you've got your new manager, Thomas Christensen, and he stepped in after Gary Monk well, pretty much walked out on you. But the fans seem happy with him at the start of the season, but there seems to be a few whispers from a section of the league support who believe he's not the right man for the job. Why is this? Yeah, well, I, I think, like, like most clubs, uh, everyone sees a success. Uh, I personally think Christians, he's, he's a decent guy. He's, uh, he's, got, he's got a fairly reasonable pedigree. Not in England, but uh, in his short marginal career, he has done well. It's going, to take, it's going to take a time for him to, to settle in, but it, but it can be done. And... Uh, I, I don't think there's any chance that, he's going to be, that they're going to get rid of him. Uh, Radizani, actually, he, he likes him. Uh, they obviously get on well together. Um, yeah. If you ask me, would I prefer to win those six games with lots? Of course. You know, but in real, in, in real terms, it's the hardest league in the world. And, uh, you know, the top beats the bottom on a, on a regular basis. It's, it, 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 nobody's going to come in there and, and, and storm this league this year. There's too, there's too many things inside for that. Saying that, I mean, you, you, you have got some decent players on your side. I mean, you've mentioned a few there. I mean, just just want to know, who do you rate and who do you think can actually turn the game? I, I mean, sorry, it's, 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 it's obviously the, it's the most likely to turn the game around. He's uh, it, come across, I think, mean, to be point one for him from Spain. He's really, it, 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 when he's got the ball at his feet, he's fantastic. He, he scores goals from nowhere. He, he, he looks to set, the, set other players up. He can be a little greedy, but that, that's what you get with all uh, star players. They've also got uh, Alioski, who's come in. He, uh, he started the season really well. He's had a, he's had a good in form. I thought he played all right against Derby, actually. You know, he, he's a decent player. Uh, uh, he's, he was looked at by, you know, FC Bar were interested in him. You know, they're no looks for them. You know, they were looking at a decent, a decent player there. He can play in several different positions. The sort of up, up top, I think, if you have somebody playing alongside him, I, I, I think he'll have a good season. It's probably changing formation with Nick Law rather than changing personnel. So, and you say that as well, and I mean, Saturday, we're in the box. I have to let you know that Brentford isn't the best team, or the best place for teams to come to when managers are maybe under threat. I mean, Simon Grayson didn't last too long after his play, though. Does that make you feel a little bit nervous? Well, uh, yeah, to be honest, there's a uh, uh, good away. Um, 
anywhere, to be honest. It, 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 uh, it, it was a bit, it's a bit more difficult, but they've lost three games at home. Uh, so maybe being away from the pressure of having 35,000 fans willing the ball into the back of that and, and for 90 minutes might actually be better. The drawback is, you guys, you have to pay to the moment for 96 minutes. I mean, you've, you've, you're on a bit of a run yourself at the moment. You, uh, it's not going to be an easy place for us, that's for sure. No, no, indeed. I mean, it should be a, I mean, it should be a good game. I mean, we like to play the ball on the floor, as you know. We pass the ball around a lot. We have a lot of possession. We have played a passing game. We don't like to hoop the ball up. That's just what we do. It's sometimes for fans who like to see the old traditional type of football. It comes quite frustrating, especially if you've got your backs up against the wall. But we never, never resort to that. We always play the passing game and we try to sort of weave away. And sometimes we try to do a bit of an inverted commas arse and walk the ball in the back of the net, which also sometimes frustrates the fans. But Saying that, it could be quite an interesting game between the two. I mean, how do you think it's going to pan out? I, I, I think uh, I think it'll be a bit of a mid, midfield battle. But who wins the midfield will probably win the game. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I remember, you know, you turned us over and uh, you played you played some great football. I know you lost a couple of your players uh, this year. It doesn't seem to have made too much of a difference the last few weeks. I think the start of the season, obviously, made kind of difficult to to be adjust but uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tight game uh, there'll be goals both ways probably um, I just hope that we come out on top I mean, you talk about we lost uh, we lost three of our players actually. It's Harley Dean, it was uh, Hotter, and it was uh, Maxi Collins. But if you listen to this podcast, and if you listen to it all the way through, you will hear the chanting. We had a lot of fun at Birmingham City last night. It was um, not too long ago, and we absolutely tore them all to pieces. It was very very funny. We had a lot of fun, um, and I think it was uh, Harley. What was it? Um, Harley Harley Dean who reckoned that his uh, Birmingham team he kept up better, better than the Brentford team. Um, Let's just say that that came back to slap him right in the face. So uh, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear the chanting, you'll hear the jokes, you'll hear that. In fact, this is even called the 10 times better podcast. We've got to ask just one thing as well. Ex-Brentford player, Stuart Dallas, obviously. He was a big fan favourite and he got transferred to Leeds United. How's he doing? Uh, under under you this year, I, I think he's a great player. His first, I think, league start was actually you know, on Tuesday. Played him in an unusual position, well, left back. Uh, not some I don't think I've never seen him play that before. He's a uh, he's a good player. He, he, he's one guy that can turn the game around. Actually, we've, we've used him as a bit of a super sub, and I think it's it's the number you can utilise. It's he's uh, a, a, a fan's favourite. Uh, just been signed a new contract up there, and um, yeah, he's, he's well respected. Okay, well, interesting. So, hopefully, we'll see Stuart Dallas. He actually played left back in one game for us as well when we were absolutely really, really desperate. We played at left back. It was early days for him as well, and he was a little bit shaky, it has to be said. But obviously, his career has come on leaps and bounds since those days. But anyway, Saturday, big game, 5.30 kickoff. Lots of drinking, lots of chanting, lots of jokes going down in the Brentford area. However, there's one thing that's going to be the most important is the score. Phil, give us a score prediction. I'll say 2-1 to us. It's more I have hope than anything. I think I, I, I can probably fairly see a draw, to be honest. I'm hoping 2-1, yeah. but I'm more likely to be 2 all. OK, so he's going for the win stroke draw, but let's put you down for a win, Phil, and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. win That's all right. I'm going for a 2-0 win to the Mighty Bees. Hopefully we're going to carry on our run. We're on a bit of a trajectory. Eight games unbeaten now. Um, and we scored, what's it, uh, 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 we scored what's it, eight goals in the last three matches as well. I think it was as well. So, you know, look at the, we're getting there. We just need to stop letting in the silly goals. But anyway, Phil, brilliant chatting to you. Good to get the feedback from Leeds United. I'll catch up with you on Saturday for a few beers before the game and after the game, no doubt. I'll see you then, Looking forward to that one.
So interesting thoughts from Leeds United. Um, they're coming on Saturday. And uh, Brentford are on a massive run here. And I've just got to go around the table here because we've got nothing else to say about Leeds because it's already been said by the Leeds fan. Um, you all know that I used to be a Leeds fan back in the day when I was about no, four, no, five no, years old. It was no, a long time ago. No. I was a young, right. I was right. a young kid. I was, I was, I was, I was living. Confused. I was living opposite. Um, I was living just down the road from my my colleague here, sitting opposite me, Matt. The Matt, three or four days down, from, you know, down from here, and you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I just saw them on the television. I thought that looked quite nice. But anyway, we'll go on about that. I'm now a Brentford fan, and we're playing Leeds United, and uh, I want them to smash them off the park on Saturday. But I'm going to go around the table here to see what you think on the score predictions heuristic I think it's going to be cagey and tight but we're going to do what we've done very recently I think we're going to win 2-1 the sweeps yeah they'll uh, come be physical uh, be a bit of a battle uh, probably one goal victory 1-0 or 2-1 obviously I, don't know, I need a result just, I need just one result I'll come away 2-1 Bradford Coily Against the uh, backdrop of the uh, the Catherine wheels and the uh, the big rockets and everything else, I think there's going to be fireworks on the pitch. I think it is going to be quite tasty. I think we'll nick it one nil. Our home form isn't brilliant, but I think we can we can build upon the uh, the little run we put together now. The vedette. It's a one nil definitely for us. Make it Leeds United. How are we going to do? I think we might lose, but it doesn't matter because I think we're on. The... <laughs> no, score no, prediction. It doesn't really matter because we're playing really well. And I don't score care. prediction. Give us a score prediction. Uh, maybe lose one mil, but we'll we'll go on to get into the playoffs. Right? <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> Character. Score prediction. The Leeds. Um, one-one. Score prediction. Three-one to Brentford. School prediction. One nil to Brentford. Excellent. Listen, it's all everyone's. Ever, the confidence is back, which is nice. Because three or four weeks ago, the confidence wasn't there. The confidence is back. But as we say, we're coming off there. Listen, this is the podcast. This is the, we're not from a pub this time. We're from the train. We're from different parts of the world. We're from all over the place. And we've had a fantastic day in Birmingham today. There's been a lot of tears from the Birmingham fans at the end of the game. But we can't do anything about that. But they've had some tissues. We gave them some tissues at the end of the day. So they've actually been distributed. But for us, Brentford fans, we're looking forward to the Leeds game on Saturday. Don't forget to go onto the website. Check out the uh, posters. There's a few of them left. And you can check them out. Exclusive posters on the A2 posters. And also, the social. Click on the social. It's in the brewery. It's the 15th, the day before the Barnsley game. We've got a couple of hotel rooms booked as well. So if everyone wants a hotel to stay over and go to the Bees game, we'll you can do. We're going up as well. But as we say, look, everybody, this is absolutely teething tremendous on the way back from Birmingham. We've got the Leeds coming now, but we are the Bees, as we say. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.